Bom dia! Welcome to PortuguesePod101.com. Braden here. This is Intermediate Season 1, Lesson 1. Is your dog lost in Brazil? Hello and welcome to PortuguesePod101.com, where we study modern Portuguese in a fun educational format. So, brush up on the Portuguese that you started learning long ago and start learning today. Welcome everyone to our first intermediate lesson. You've been asking for it and now it's here. That's right. We've been hard at work getting this ready and setting things up just the way you want. This is also the debut lesson of Silvia. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, Silvia? Hey, I'm Silvia. I am Brazilian. I was born in Brazil in a city called São Paulo, but live in a city in the south of Brazil called Curitiba. Silvia's been working with us for a while, always kind of behind the scenes, but now she's here in the spotlight. Hey, hey. What are you doing right now? You told me that you were going to school, right? Yes, I'm going to school again. I'm studying law at a private school here in Brazil. Planning on becoming a lawyer or a judge or... Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure yet, but I might be a lawyer. How far are you? Are you in your first year, second year, third year? Third year. Third year. Two left. Five years. Five years here in Brazil. Could you tell us a little bit about this series and how it's going to work? Sure. Our main goal when we were designing this series was to give intermediate-level listeners deeper contact with Brazil and Portuguese. One of the most complicated parts about learning a new language is context, both physical and cultural. And we think we've done a pretty good job of bringing quite a few topics into the discussions and into our dialogues that probably wouldn't be able to learn without actually being in-country. Our intermediate level is geared toward people who already have a longer-term contact and plan on keeping contact with both language and the culture for a while. As opposed to the person who's just trying to get a credit in college. Here, we define intermediate as anyone who can carry on a conversation. It may be a simple conversation or a highly technical conversation, but it's a conversation nonetheless. Our goal is that by the end of this series, you'll be able to participate better in those conversations. Participate in more types of conversations. And not get lost anymore. That's right, and that's important. Anyway, so what's going on in this lesson? The storyline is that a lady is talking to the officer about her lost dog. And what we'll be learning in this lesson? In this lesson, we'll be learning about the past tenses in Portuguese. Where does this conversation take place and who is it between? This conversation takes place in the late morning at a square and it's between Maria and a police officer. What's the formality level? Well, because of the situation with a police officer and an official report, it's a pretty formal conversation. Let's listen to the conversation. Então, o que aconteceu? Bem, eu deixei o meu cachorro aqui atrás da porta. Ele é muito obediente, então eu sabia que ele ia ficar. Mas agora ele não está? Não, ele desapareceu. Por isso eu chamei vocês. Onde seu cachorro costumava ficar? Tem lugares que ele gosta? Ele gosta do Parque Barigui. Tem muito espaço lá, então ele consegue correr e brincar muito bem lá. Também é o maior parque da cidade. Fico preocupado também porque às vezes ele é meio bravo e talvez ele morda alguém. Tem muitas pessoas que passam por lá. Você acha talvez que alguém roubou o seu cachorro? Eu não sei. Talvez, porque ele é de raça. E qual é a raça dele? Ele é um chihuahua. One time slowly. Então, o que aconteceu? Bem, eu deixei meu cachorro aqui atrás da porta. 
Ele é muito obediente, então sabia que ele ia ficar. Mas agora, ele não está? Não, ele desapareceu. Por isso, chamei vocês. Onde seu cachorro costumava ficar? Tem lugares que ele gosta? Ele gosta do Parque Barigui. Tem muito espaço lá, então ele consegue correr e brincar muito bem lá. Também é o maior parque da cidade? Fico preocupada também porque às vezes ele é meio bravo e talvez morda alguém. Tem muitas pessoas que passam por lá. Você acha talvez que alguém roubou o seu cachorro? Eu não sei. Talvez, porque ele é de raça. E qual é a raça dele? Ele é um chihuahua. One time fast with translation. Então, o que aconteceu? So what happened? Bem, eu deixei o meu cachorro aqui atrás da porta. Ele é muito obediente, então eu sabia que ele ia ficar. Well, I left my dog here behind the door. He's very obedient, so I knew he would stay. Mas agora ele não está? But now he's not there? Não, ele desapareceu, por isso eu chamei vocês. No, he disappeared. That's why I called you. Onde seu cachorro costumava ficar? Tem lugares que ele gosta? Where did your dog usually go? Are there places that he likes? Ele gosta do Parque Barigui. Tem muito espaço lá, então ele consegue correr e brincar muito bem lá. He likes Barigui Park. There's a lot of space so he can run and play very well there. Também é o maior parque da cidade. It's also the largest park in the city. Fico preocupado também porque às vezes ele é meio bravo e talvez ele morda alguém. I'm worried too because sometimes he gets a bit aggressive and he might bite someone. Tem muitas pessoas que passam por lá. Você acha talvez que alguém roubou o seu cachorro? Many people go through Barigui Park. Do you think maybe someone stole your dog? Eu não sei. Talvez porque ele é de raça. I don't know. Maybe because he's purebred. E qual é a raça dele? And what breed of dog is he? Ele é um chihuahua. He's a chihuahua. What's going on in this dialogue? It seems like the lady has lost her dog in the park, and since Barigui Park is a very big park, she's afraid he will bite someone, mm. which is actually dangerous, although a chihuahua dog is very small. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of the comedy of it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't offer that much of a danger. Yeah. Most dogs in Brazil are actually... Pretty big. And I was also actually really surprised at how many dogs there really are in Brazil. É, e no Brasil, muitos garotos jovens gostam de ter cachorros como pitbulls e pastores alemães, cachorros de tamanho grande, porque eles podem passear e se exibir nos parques com esses ah, cachorros. Ah, ok, because they like to show off. True. There's a phrase that I hear a lot when you're talking about some of these dogs that you see a lot in, in the street, not the ones that have owners, but the dogs that just kind of run around in the street. 
What do you call that kind of a dog? Viralata. Viralata. Why do you call it a viralata? Literally, viralata translates to turn cam or can turner or something like that. What's the logic there? Yeah, I imagine it's because these dogs are just on the streets and they don't have any food to eat. So mm -hmm. they have to turn the cans in order to find something to eat in there. Poor dog. Very sad. But that's what they're called. Cachorro viralata. I actually have some friends who obviously jokingly call each other cachorro viralata. To me, it's kind of rude, but it's apparently very endearing among themselves. <laughs> What do you think is probably the most common dog in Brazil? I would say Pitbull, Pastor Alemão, Labrador, and also Basset Hound. Oh, Basset Hound. Let's do some translations here, just in case you weren't able to catch those. So what's the first one you said? Pitbull. Okay, and that's a pit bull. Now, when Brazilians call it a pit bull, they're actually talking about a couple different types of dogs. Like uh, bull terriers, classify as pit bulls, and about three or four other different kinds of, of terriers will classify as pit bulls. And then what's the other one you said? Pastor Alemão. Okay, and what does this translate to? It's a German shepherd. Yeah. The translation is literally, it's shepherd German, but it would be in English, the German shepherd. And what was that last one that you said? Labrador. And for those of you who can hear that, that actually is Labrador. I mean, that's what we call them in English. Same thing. <laughs> And the Basset Hound, that's, that's how you say it in English. And with Portuguese pronunciation? Basset Hound. Cool. Okay, so let's take a look at the vocabulary for this lesson. The first word we'll look at is... Brincar. To play, to joke, to have fun. Brincar. Brincar. And next we have... Cachorro. Dog. Cachorro. Cachorro. Our third word is? Obediente. Obedient. Obediente. Obediente. Next we have? Cão. Dog. Cão. Cão. Next is? Maior. Bigger. Larger. Maior. Maior. Our next word is? Roubar. To steal, to rob. Roubar. Roubar. Next is? Raça. Race, breed. Raça. Raça. And our last word is? Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Race of dog from the Chihuahua region. Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Okay, so let's have a closer look at the usage for some of the words and phrases from this lesson. The first phrase we'll look at is de raça. And what does this mean? De raça is the Portuguese way to say thoroughbred or purebred. Right, thoroughbred. But it literally translates to of race. That's correct. Could you break that down for us? De Ha sa. Okay, and one time fast? De raça. How would you use this in a sentence? I would say, meu cachorro é de raça, which means, my dog is thoroughbred or purebred of a specific race. And what's our next word? Meio bravo. Literally translates to half angry, but it means a bit aggressive. Just a little bit. That meio, when it's used like that, is, means like just a little bit of something. 
whatever the adjective is that comes afterwards. She uses to describe her dog, right? Meio bravo, yes. Okay. Could you break that down for us? Meio bravo. And one time fast. Meio bravo. And next we have? Gosta. Now in the dialogue, we heard the phrase, tem lugares que ele gosta, which we translated as? Are there places that he likes? This is another rare example of the verb gosta not being followed by the preposition G. There are a couple of ways to explain how this works. Yes, first is that in Portuguese you can end a sentence with a preposition. You can do this in English, despite what your grammarian friends say, but in Portuguese it's quite impossible. There must always be an object of the preposition. That's right. So, to not end with a preposition, the sentence simply drops off the G that's attached to the gostar and ends with gosta. The idea being that the rest of the sentence, including the G, is just inferred. It's still there. It's just not spoken. Okay? So, the entire phrase would be Tem lugares que ele gosta de frequentar? The inferred bit, de frequentar, de brincar, ou de alguma coisa. That's just inferred. In my experience, gostar can only not be followed by G if it is the last word in the sentence. Well, even here, gostar is followed by G. It's just that the G left off. It's still there, though, just not said. Okay, so now let's take a look at these two words. The word cachorro and the word cão. They have basically the same meaning, but we use cão in a more formal way. Okay. When you're writing, you use cão. You can also use cachorro. Mm -hmm. It would be formal as well and correct. But usually when you write, you use cão. And when you're speaking, then you use cachorro. That's a great explanation. Okay, so let's take a look at the grammar point. The focus of this lesson is the pretérito perfeito versus pretérito imperfeito. In the dialogue, we heard the phrase Bem, eu deixei ele aqui atrás da porta. Which we translated as Well, I left him here behind the door. In this line, we have both the preterite and the imperfect tense. In Portuguese, we call the preterite tense the pretérito perfeito. And what do you call the imperfect tense? The pretérito imperfeito. Okay, so be sure to check out the PDF because we have a great table comparing the pretérito perfeito and the pretérito imperfeito. How is the pretérito perfeito used? Well, it's actually the easier of the two. It's just a simple past, simple being the keyword. Okay, so could you give us some examples of the pretérito perfeito? Sure, one simple phrase is eu comi a banana. Okay, which translates to I ate the banana. Another would be nós andamos para o parque. Which translates to we walked to the park. So the pretérito perfeito is the easier of these two past tenses. It's the simple past. The other past tense is called the pretérito imperfeito or the imperfect tense. The pretérito imperfeito is used when talking about repetitive actions like always running in the morning, or emotions like I was so mad. That would be, eu estava com tanta raiva, by the way. Pretérito imperfeito is also used for weather and time. So, estava 3 graus às 6 da manhã, that's the pretérito imperfeito. Using the pretérito perfeito here sounds very strange, like, esteve 3 graus às 6 da manhã. This is very weird and doesn't make sense. It gives a feeling that you were 3 degrees at 6 a.m. Could you give us some examples of the pretérito imperfeito? Sure. I'll use the same banana example as before. The sentence, 
Eu comi a banana illustrates the difference between the preterite and the imperfect. That's right, which we translated as I used to eat bananas. That used to is important. It's very key here. So, The other example would be nós andávamos sempre. Instead of nós andamos sempre. Did you hear that andávamos versus andamos? That's the key, that ava thing that's in the middle. We translated this one as we always used to walk. So in the dialogue, we had the phrase, Onde seu cachorro costumava ficar? Which we translated as, Where did your dog usually go? Now remember that we're going for meaning here and not literal translation. So it's this kind of repetitive action going on. Where did he go there multiple times? The literal translation would be, Where your, your dog was to stay? And that doesn't make much sense, does it? So the idea here, like I said, is habitual action. The dog in the past used to, key phrase, go where frequently. Where does he usually go? Right. And that's the major difference between the pretérito perfeito and the pretérito imperfeito. The pretérito perfeito is one-time events, like snapshots on the past. Right, like I went home. Grammatically, that's a one-time event and would be a pretérito perfeito in Portuguese. Exactly. In contrast, I used to go home is different. Could you give us one more example? Então, o que aconteceu, which the policeman said at the beginning? That's right. We translated that as, so what happened? This is pretérito perfeito. Right. And a pretérito imperfeito would be, ele é muito obediente, então sabia que ele ia ficar. Which we translated as, he is very obedient, so I knew he would stay. The last example of this is a short fixed phrase. In the beginner series, we've gone over the phrase tem que, which means have to. Just like in English, this can be made past tense. You can say had to or used to have to. Okay? So how do you say those in Portuguese? Well, to say had to in Portuguese, you conjugate the verb ter to the pretérito perfeito. That means you have to watch which person you're using. So to translate you had to, it would be você teve que. And in the imperfect? Well, that would be you used to have to, right? That would be você tinha que. Okay, so the imperfect past is for emotions, weather, time, habitual actions, and for whenever you need to translate the phrase used to, right? And the preterite tense or pretérito perfeito is used for snapshots of the past. Simple past actions viewed as a single event. Like, I listened to this great PortuguesePod101.com lesson. <laughs> Which would be, eu ouvi essa ótima lição do PortuguesePod101.com. Okay, see, that was pretérito perfeito. There we go. So, that's all for today. Thanks for listening. Listeners, ever have any Portuguese language or lesson-related questions? Or maybe have some feedback for us? Leave us a comment or ask a question on the lessons page. It's super simple. Go to PortuguesePod101.com. Click on the comments. Enter your comment and name. And that's it. Commenting is a great way to practice writing and reading in Portuguese. It helps you learn faster. And it helps us get better through your feedback. No excuses. Go to PortuguesePod101.com and comment now. Now, go now. See you later. Ciao, ciao. Então, o que aconteceu? Bem, eu deixei o meu cachorro aqui atrás da porta. Ele é muito obediente, então eu sabia que ele ia ficar. Mas agora ele não está? Não, ele desapareceu. Por isso eu chamei vocês. 
Onde seu cachorro costumava ficar? Tem lugares que ele gosta? Ele gosta do Parque Barigui, tem muito espaço lá, então ele consegue correr e brincar muito bem lá. Também é o maior parque da cidade. Fico preocupado também porque às vezes ele é meio bravo e talvez ele morda alguém. Tem muitas pessoas que passam por lá. Você acha talvez que alguém roubou o seu cachorro? Eu não sei, talvez, porque ele é de raça. E qual é a raça dele? Ele é um chihuahua. <risos>